Hi team, this is the Be Real With Us podcast by The Path to Goals on a mission to help you quit yo-yo dieting forever, eat foods you love, embrace the strength of lifting heavy ass weights and cultivate an undeniable level of confidence that inspires women around you to do the exact same. We are certified nutritionists and personal trainers who just wanna be real with you when it comes to nutrition, strength, and mindset. We specialize in behavior change, hormones, metabolism, sleep, stress, recovery, and mindset. If you are frustrated by all the conflicting information floating around on the internet, well, don't worry because we are here to call out the bullshit and help you stop overthinking and start doing. Billions of these humans, humans spinning on a ball of confusion. confusion. Some kids I went to school with, school with. gave up on their dreams, they said, screw it. Screw I it. said, oh, I'ma make some music. Even if they tell me it won't do shit Damn, I fucking knew it I'm blowing up quick I said, boom, bitch, I could give a few Hello, Be Real With Us listeners Welcome to the Be Real With Us podcast I am Shantae Gold, one of the hosts And here we have Alyssa Hi, Alyssa Vargas here How are you? I'm good. How are you? Most importantly, because I know you've had a rough week with <laughs> oh your God. little child. <laughs> the little demon child. I'm just kidding. She is, so the thing about the quote unquote, people call it the terrible twos, is they're so freaking cute. Like I love this sage so much, but they're so hot and cold. <laughs> like the Sour One Patch minute, Kids? They are, it's literally my life right now. It's like, she's so sweet. And I'm just like, my heart melts and she's cute mama like the way she says mama and she just says the cutest things and then five seconds later she's screaming and she's like a demon child like, oh, no. <laughs> and i think it's just just developmentally she's yeah. she's so smart um she's talking so much um i know some of the things that you say that oh. she says i'm like because she's she gets shy around me so i don't yes. get to hear no. her say those <laughs> sentences. I'm like, Camila says, oh my God, I would melt too if I heard her say that. (laughs) Oh my God. It's yeah. She says some funny stuff. So what's been going on with sleep? The sleep man. So she's just had a lot of developmental milestones that she's passed within the last few months. We've stopped thumb sucking, which is a comfort (laughs) behavior that she does. That's a huge one. And she did that on her own. Like we were going to do like a thumb guard. His friend's like so concerned about his, my husband's a dentist, if you guys didn't know. And so he's like, okay, she's getting this open bite situation. He's like, we need to stop it. So we got a thumb guard um, and she ended up stopping all by herself. She, we showed it to her, put it on her thumb. She's like, nope, I promise. And she actually weaned herself. She's like, fuck that. I'm not wearing that thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So she, and then the potty training, which is another big, you know, emotional roller coaster for kids sometimes. And then she also didn't want to sleep in the crib. So she, it, it is a lot of changes all at once. And I tried to make sure they were all spread out, but I think, you know, I did my best. Yeah. She's just ready when you're ready, when the kids are ready, they're ready. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was just, it's, I think it's a combination of all of those things. Plus just her brain is probably growing at an exponential rate and, yeah, sleep has been just a fight. She's been scared ever since October. Things have, so yeah, it's been a rough few months. <laughs> yeah, I know. Usually Alyssa is the first to text me and Denise at like 3.34 a.m. every morning. <laughs> and so lately it's been like closer to like six. Mm-hmm. Five, <laughs> like, six. Yeah, mm-hmm. five, six. Uh, yeah, that's tough, yeah. man. I've been sleeping. Yeah, because she's keeping me up all night. Well, I guess it's good practice for the newborn stage. Yeah. I'm like, well, well, there you go. 
Yeah. Got to. <laughs> Which you're about to enter in any second now. Oh my God. I cannot freaking wait. I, I need this baby out. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, get out of my body. Like last night, <laughs> I was trying to fall asleep and uh, I couldn't roll over on each side because then it's like, He's like jabbing me on this side, oh, <laughs> like every gosh. side that I rolled on, he's like jabbing me. And then I'm laying on my back and that's just so uncomfortable. Uh-uh. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just, I'm really uncomfortable right now. So I can't wait. I really hope that my mom said I was 10 days late. I'm like, I really hope <gasps> that does not happen to me. I'll be so sad. <laughs> I mean, you're already having Braxton Hicks. Yeah. I am actually. So I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I'm, I'm I guess sensing. it's time to get the raspberry tea and the dates yep. and all of that stuff. Does that mm-hmm. sound walking? Or I is that know. more so like a psychology thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? They're old wives' tales. I did all the yeah. things, and Camila came early. She was due on the 21st, and she ended up coming the 15th. Okay. So, and I did all of the things. Like you the did. Tea, the dates, the curb walking, like whatever it said, we did it. Interesting. Okay. Maybe uh, I have to I get mean, serious about it. I feel like I haven't <laughs> been serious about this. I'm like, I'm just hoping that it just, he just comes and I don't have to like do any work, you know? Like, I don't want to do any yeah. of this stuff. Like, could you just like come already? I don't want to have to like take eat uh, dates and stuff. I don't even really these are eat delicious. that delicious. You know, dates. they look really good, but I don't, I tried them in like years oh. yeah yeah so good they're like so sweet and yummy yeah i know my doula was like oh yeah you can make like a snickers version or like mm-hmm. freeze them and yeah. put them in shakes and stuff yep it's just really high in sugar so yeah i guess it doesn't Meh. matter yeah no <laughs> like at this point it's like okay it doesn't matter i've been eating so much fruit i haven't had my nightly really? ice cream in like six weeks y'all okay what? i don't know if you I know. I don't know if you guys know this, but I am a creature of habit when it comes to my nightly ice cream. I've had ice cream after dinner every single night for like the last five years. It's just part, (laughs) whether I'm dieting or not, if I'm dieting, I switch it to protein ice cream. If I'm not dieting, Mm -hmm. then I'll just have the regular ice cream. I haven't had ice cream in the past. All I want is fruit, just a big ass bowl of fruits, tangerine, apples, cantaloupe what? it's so crazy what? i know that I'm is not- very unlike you you're not really a fruit i mean you like fruit but that's not like you don't yeah, go, yeah no fruit. no absolutely huh. not i've want i've wanted acai bowls <laughs> like just like a lot of citrusy fruity stuff yeah so it's definitely this not. pregnancy i'm all about the veggies like oh, oh really my yeah way more yep. than i feel like camila like i've been just all really? the veggies yep oh god yeah no all the salads and not for me. I know. <laughs> I'm like, jeez, <laughs> no, thank you. Even the salad bags don't sound good to me anymore. Oh I was so God. like, I love salad bags before mm-hmm. I got pregnant. And now I'm just like, they like, I buy a, a couple bags and they all rot in the back of the fridge. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Kevin's not going to eat them. So yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's new with me, but another mm-hmm. new update, I guess. Uh, so my husband and I have been, um, well, let me take a, a step back. Kevin was intrigued by our talk with Brian last week. Mm-hmm. Kevin doesn't usually listen to this podcast, but when we had <laughs> Brian on, that was an episode that he wanted to listen to and he had questions. <laughs> and I was like, oh, now you listen to the podcast when uh-huh. I have Brian on. He's like, well, what am I going to listen to the podcast for? I know you and Alyssa already. Uh, <laughs> 
And uh, so I'm trying to convince my husband to uh, invest in Brian and buy a coach. Mm -hmm. And it got me thinking because, uh, you know, we've talked about this in the past, how Um, you know, we work primarily with women. So I just kind of assume that women have more of an issue investing in coaching, uh, because that's who we primarily work with. But I also think that it might be an even more problem with men Mm. because men are very, would consider themselves very independent. They don't need any Mm -hmm. help. Uh, but because we don't really work or talk to a lot of men, uh, in this, setting. I didn't mm-hmm. really think about it that way, but I mean, I was working through all of like the mindset stuff with Kevin, uh, investing in <laughs> Brian when, that I do with like women that I talk to. <laughs> and so I asked him, I'm what like, were some of his objections? I know. So, um, okay. So he was like, so, okay. So Kevin wants to go into a cut, uh, you know, the next few months because he's going to be on paternity leave. He's officially on paternity leave. And Kevin thinks in his mind that he's going to have all this extra free time mm-hmm. uh, with a newborn. I know, right. Mm-hmm. But he wants to, this year, he definitely wants to make some goals around his physique and get leaner and whatnot. Uh, and so he came to me the other day and he was like, yeah, I think I'm going to do this template from RP and then this app from blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hold up. <laughs> template. <laughs> I'm like, Kevin, come on, like stop being a cheap ass. Like just get a coach to help you get to where you want to be. We all know you're going to get the template. You're going to do it for a couple weeks and mm-hmm. it's not going to go anywhere and you're going to, you know, not stay consistent with it. Just invest in a coach one time, learn some new skills, get, you know, to your goals a little bit faster. And, uh, he listened to the episode with Brian. He was like, Hey, so, you know, Brian does both strength training and nutrition, but Uh, I already have my strength training that I really like. Uh, He is an actual athlete. Like he plays football. He's played football his whole life. And so a lot of his training style is focused on like speed and agility and improving his athletic performance with football. And so I said, you know, um, you could still, you could still, benefit from bodybuilding style training. It's not Mm -hmm. going to hurt you to actually have more muscle mass on you. It's going to actually probably help improve your performance when it comes to playing football and running and, you know, all of that stuff that you do. Um, and so, yeah, he was just saying, you know, his, his objections were, well, I don't want to be a bodybuilder and money. Like those are like the two things. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, you're not going to be a bodybuilder. It, I mean, just because you want more muscle mass on you doesn't significantly make, make you a bodybuilder, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and then when he when he brought up the money part, and I was like, okay, you know, this is what I do for a living, right? Like, <laughs> hello, you, yeah, you wrong forget. person to yeah. do about this. And I'm like, it's not a money issue. You're just mm-hmm. being cheap. Like, if you want to make this work, we're gonna make it work. Um, and so actually today he, uh, finally said, okay, so he's going okay, to he reach out to Brian. Brian's going to, no, he's so like, excited. so what do I need to do? Like, are you going to reach out to him or do you want me to apply? Like, what do you want me to, <laughs> do so have to apply? Like, well, we know him. So <laughs> yeah, we know him. We get, uh, you know, first dibs. So I'm excited because this will be the first time that yeah. Kevin and I do coaching together. together. I, I'll be investing in Brian as well. Yes. Um, I have some big goals for next year. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm really excited, but I don't know. Oh, I just, do you have, do you have any thoughts about men in that specific? Yeah. I mean, yeah. for sure. For, yeah. Fernando, um, had his bachelor's degree in kinesiology. Mm. He 
was a personal trainer. I like when we first met, I was um, in sales at the time at a gym and Mm -hmm. he ended up, he was at 24 and then I recruited him to uh, active sports or club one at the time. Um, And so he was training. And so I think there is a little bit of like, I should know this. Like I used to be a trainer. Like I don't need help. Right. Um, And I catch him all the time. Um, stating he wants to cut or gain muscle, but it's very inconsistent. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you don't have a plan, first of all. Like, you need yeah. a plan. And more recently, he and actually invested with Brian too, just strength training by itself. Mm. And his pants are fitting him. Like, he's he had to get bigger um, oh, really? pants because everything is – he's like, every time he puts on pants, he's like, these are tight. I can't get them on. And that's something <laughs> he's wanted to improve is his growth in his legs and, mm. and calves. And so he's been pretty, really satisfied with yeah. all new, um, what are those, uh, things he wears to work scrubs. Oh, okay. Wow. Because they're just too tight. You had to go to a large, um, That's awesome. so it helps you guys following a program <laughs> sticking yep. with it. Um, and of course I meal prep for him. He's lucky. He yeah. My, <laughs> my, I cook, Her services, so. Alyssa's services. Her services. He yeah. gets, uh, 45 grams of protein per meal. Nice. That's pretty <laughs> But yes, good he is reluctant. I don't. I don't know. Maybe if Kevin does it, maybe he'd be more open to hiring. I know Kevin was like pretty resistant. Yeah, it was definitely that mindset. Like, I'm an athlete. I don't need. I don't need that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or I should know what to do. And you know, there are a lot of things that he does know. There, there's a lot mm-hmm. of skills that he has, and I have to give it to him. He consistently goes to the gym 4 a.m. every single day. Mm-hmm. He meal preps. He makes his own food. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just needs more specific feedback and a plan and a structured plan. And he needs somebody to hold himself accountable because, um, yeah, I mean, when life gets in the way, it's really challenging for him to stay consistent. And so when he said that he's down, I said, I had to like look him in the eye because this is also like, you're, you, sh- you need to make me look good too. Okay. Like I can't, just, <laughs> I can't just refer you to Brian do and then you not, yeah, do check-ins. not, be a, yeah, don't skip your check-ins. Don't not follow protocol because that you're just going to make me look bad and <laughs> that's not good for me. Okay. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I told him, I'm like, you know what you're signing up for? Like, you're going to have to check in with somebody once a week. You're going to have to follow protocol. You're going to have to report when you don't follow protocol. Like you're mm. going to have to do all this shit that you're not used to doing. Mm-hmm. Like you understand that. Right. And he's like, yes, I understand that. I'm like, good. Cause I got a reputation. Okay? <laughs> don't make me look bad. That's yeah, awesome. Good for Kevin. Yeah. So you guys are both going to be training under the same coach. I know. And so now you have to schedule a photo shoot together. Oh yeah. That's, Definitely After. in the works. And Kevin's down. <laughs> Kevin's down. I already sent him some. Uh, well, you sent me, I sent Fern. He was like, oh, I'm down. I'm like, yes. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be so fun. Yeah. Well, oh, it'll be God. a surprise for our listeners. But yes, yes. Well, photo shoots at the money. hubs is definitely um, four plays there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. For sure. <laughs> cool. So, with that being said, y'all, we are talking about how to grow strong glutes. Speaking of foreplay and pictures, like who doesn't want a nice ass? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Your man is not going to keep his hands off of you Mm -hmm. after this, after this podcast. Um, But yeah, we're going to go over um, glute anatomy, Mm -hmm. um, the health benefits of having a strong butt. (laughs) It's not just like for aesthetics, (laughs) (laughs) even though that's just, you know, one of the best benefits that you can get from it is looking better in your jeans, um, or Or naked. naked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but there's a lot of, 
just long-term health benefits to having strong glutes that we're going to go over. And then um, we're going to go over some exercises, I believe. But I think Alyssa here is she's going to start with yeah. the anatomy. Yeah. So y'all know where your glutes are, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to assume. Like, so your glutes are on your rear end, your butt, right? Mm-hmm. So you imagine your butt as like, I guess like a, a beach ball or around pizza. Your peach. A peach, yeah. <laughs> your, there's your gluteus maximus, which is the largest, most superficial muscle. It's so it's kind of layered. You like in a because I know you can't see, right? So I'm going to try to explain it the best I can. Um, and so think of it as like the topping. Your gluteus maximus is like the topping that gives your butt shape. And so it starts where the bottom of your spine and then extends down to your thighs. And so that's going to be, that muscle is responsible for pushing your hips back, external rotation. So turning your foot outwards. Then there's the glute medius. Um, So think of that as a smaller muscle. It's like a fan-shaped pizza underneath that gluteus max. Um, And it's located under the glute max. And it's on the outer side of your hip, just above your thigh bone. So think of like the outer crust of that pizza. And so Mm. that muscle is responsible for hip abduction, abduction, uh, moving your legs to the outside, outside of your body Mm -hmm. and external rotation, turning your foot inwards. So hopefully that was a a great, now if you're like driving or listening, (laughs) a good way to explain um, the gluteus max, medius, and then minimus, which is again with uh, near the glute medius. Then there are a few, um, There's the shortened position of your glutes and the lengthened position. So when you're training, you want to make sure you incorporate the shortened uh, uh, way to contract the muscle, the lengthened, and then also abduction. So the shortened position of the glute max is when the hip is flexed and knee is extended. So think hip thrusters or glute bridges. And the lengthened position, think of, remember that muscle stretching, so lengthening, um, that's when your hip is extended and your knee is flexed. And that is when your glute max is doing like a squat or a lunge. And so those are, um, the, that's the anatomy and then shorten versus lengthen. Now we've been in the industry, what we've been training seriously on and off, I guess, since whoa, 2012. And so I remember, Chanta, you tell me if you remember this back when we first got on Instagram, <laughs> the, archa- the archaic days, we <laughs> just got into building bodybuilding. Um, I remember seeing like the barbell squat reign supreme king of like trying to glow a bigger glow. It was like always seeing girls squatting. And I remember being so kind of upset at the time. <laughs> because Chante, you lifted heavy wait man <laughs> like like that video you posted today like yeah what, what? it was like 205 but and my Dude. form was just trash like <laughs> like how was I lifting like that like I, I looked like I was about to fall over but for some reason I could actually yeah. like look. I yeah I do have some genetic advantages when it comes to strength and building muscle and mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get into this a little bit uh, because genetics, you have to do, you do have to take genetics into consideration mm-hmm. when it comes to building a physique and getting stronger and, you know, specific movements and stuff. Uh, I've always been pretty fairly strong with glutes, but I just saw a, a Facebook memory of <laughs> Alyssa and I lifting back in 2012 and uh, I'm lifting 205, which is, I mean, I would say, you know, know. pretty heavy. And 
my form was just so bad, <laughs> like wobbly knees and like oh somehow I got that bar up. <laughs> <laughs> and then come behind me, I'm like taking all the plates off. Yeah. I'm like maybe 135. Yeah. Yeah. Squats were never my strong suit. So I remember being like, I want a big butt, but damn it, I can't squat. And in a squat is, is it, it does... T- help target the glute. It does engage multiple muscle groups. So that's Mm -hmm. the thing with the squat. It's called the compound movement. It's a compound movement for a reason. So you're also hitting quads and hammies. And so I remember 2015, it was like barbell squat was everything. And then 2015 through 2020 is when it was like squat versus barbell, like the hip thrust that Brett Contreras like came out. Um, If you guys don't know who he is, follow him. Um, Strength training coach, glute, like he's the specialist. Like he's the specialist. He's the glute god, wrote an entire book. Actually, actually, guess what I have here um, to help uh, elevate my microphone. It's (laughs) his book, (laughs) The Glute Lab. It's like the perfect size for my microphone. Oh my God, see, the Bible. That's like the glute Bible. Yeah, that's the Bible. So he then championed like hip thrusters as superior glute exercise because it isolates and emphasizes hip extension. Remember, that is the shortened position of the glutes I just talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he was really pushing that at the time. Um, And then more recently, like 2021, more uh, research came out and the rise of muscle lengthening and really helped with growth. And so... Mm -hmm. Um, the muscle being stretched, um, there's just a really strong positive association between muscle length and hypertrophy. What's up, Be Real with us listeners? We want to take a minute to talk to you about our Elite 360 Transformation Program with you. Our one-on-one programming focuses on three main pillars to help you achieve athletic results. Number one, optimal nutrition. Building an impressive physique requires you to fuel your body by consistently consuming the right portions of macronutrients, your carbohydrates, proteins, and fats, micronutrients, vitamins and minerals, and hydration to meet each individual needs for optimal performance, recovery, and sustained vitality. Two, strength training. Did you know women lose 1% of muscle mass per year after 30? This decline significantly raises the risk of chronic health issues as we age. So if we're not proactively building and maintaining muscle, we're losing it. We teach our clients how to properly build muscle and strength through our strength training program. So they become more resilient and confident during all stages of their life. And number three, the most important part, behavior change. A true athlete recognizes the key to mastering their craft lies in seeking guidance and feedback from a trusted coach. They inherently grasp the importance of continuous learning and maintain a growth mindset throughout every step of their journey. Our team specializes in behavior science, where we implement evidence-based techniques to help you cultivate the lifestyle habits and mindset of a true athlete. So if you're interested in learning how to become an athlete, of your own life. Click the application link in the show notes to apply and we can't wait to hear from you. So yeah, do you want to talk a little bit more about signs of why having strong glutes is important? Yeah, for sure. So there could be some signs that you have weak glutes and I have a personal experience with this as well. Um, so some symptoms could be, you know, you are experiencing some 
foot or ankle pain. So frequent ankle sprains. When I researched this, uh, the first thing I thought about was runners, right? Active runners. Um, so the glutes actually help control the movement of the hip, which turns affects movement in your knee and ankle, right? So when you have weak glutes, this can lead you to overuse and strain muscles in the lower leg, which can cause issues like shin splints, ankle sprains. Mm -hmm. So if you are a runner and you prefer running as like your main form of exercise, it's going to be super advantageous for you to take on strength training and actually build strong glutes because it can help with injury prevention. And it could probably even help enhance your longevity and your speed when it comes to running, mm -hmm. um, sprinting or long distance running. Um, if you experience lower back pain, this is actually my issue uh, for a little while. So I was starting to experience some really severe, yeah, I would say severe because I would just be out for the rest of the day, uh, lower back pain when it came to squats and deadlifts. Uh, I was working with a coach and it, I was uh, hyperextending my lower back. And so it had more so at that time to do with form. And so we corrected my form and I was able to kind of get back in that lifting routine. But then over time, I was still experiencing lower back pain. I was getting really frustrated because I felt like my form was pretty strong. And so then I went to another coach um, and she uh, straight up told me, she's like, well, you just have weak glutes. Well, and, this is in person too. Yeah, this, this is, is in person. Part. Yeah. So we did some, you know, testing and she's like, your glutes probably just aren't strong enough. And so this kind of goes back to what I was saying about genetic advantages. Just because you have some genetic advantages when it comes to aesthetics or, you know, muscle groups doesn't mean that you're strong in those areas. Uh, because I personally, um, you know, I have worked out glutes, obviously, you know, with being in bodybuilding, like you work out multiple muscle groups and, um, you know, you focus on those things, but because I personally didn't have to focus on building more muscle in my glute area, I didn't really, it wasn't like a top goal of mine, right? Mm -hmm. Because I had that genetic advantage. However, it still caused some lower back pain. And so we spent a good six months building a lot of strength specifically in my glutes and that helped to manage my lower back pain much more. So I corrected my lifting form when it came to squats and deadlifts and I built more strength in my glutes and that helped to kind of manage um, the pain there. So that's and didn't she even have you drop the weight and focus oh, on yeah. centrics and, and um, isometric holds, right? Yeah. So I wasn't lifting. I was, I mean, there were some days where I was just lifting the bar mm -hmm. and really just focusing on, yeah, those isometric holds and volume. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was, it was really great because, you know, I'm, I was so used to lifting heavy that mm -hmm. she switched my mindset when it came to that yep. stuff where you don't. Yeah, you don't have to lift heavy all the time. It's more no. so form, mm -hmm. holds, holds, tempo, things mm -hmm. like that that you can incorporate in your lifts. I think that's important too because I think we say lift heavier, lift heavier, yeah. lift heavier so much. Um, and yes, that is a big factor when it comes to muscle growth and development, but it's not the only factor. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like I think it's important to do deloads and to emphasize on mind-muscle connection, form, like you said, tempo, um, isometric holds and incorporating that all in your training to have a strong program and well-rounded program. Yeah, for sure. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You need to learn how to, like Alyssa said, just incorporate more different like styles of lifting with the tempo and the holds. And um, so, yeah, I mean, programming is a huge part of that and learning how to incorporate those little nuances to your training. Um, but yeah, so glutes are very important, especially when it comes to like everyday life because mm -hmm. we use our glutes to sit on the toilet and get in and out of the car and walk up the stairs and, you know, do everyday functions. And so if you have weak glutes, like I said earlier, that can lead to overusing other muscle groups, which can lead to injuries later on in life. So yes. Um, the benefits though, to improving. So, um, I think I went over, you know, the, the injuries, uh, or signs that you have weak glutes, but it improves athletic performance, obviously your power, your explosiveness. Uh, the glutes are like Alyssa said, responsible for the hip extension. Um, and the hip extension is also, uh, essential for explosive activities like sprinting, jumping, lifting. Um, and so in having strong glutes can really help uh, contribute to greater power in those movements and then stability. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say like you, you know, you mentioned sprinting and runner. Mm -hmm. Like, have you seen the butts on <laughs> sprinters? Their, oh my God. their glutes are gigantic. That's like the power. That's like your motor, your engine, baby. Like yeah. your glutes are going to help you do those explosive movements like sprinting. And so if you ever notice sprinters are just, their, their legs are jacked. <laughs> yeah, no, they are. Yeah. They're jacked all over. So you know that they're not just mm -hmm. running. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're not just running. They're, they're lifting. They're, you know, working on all those muscle groups. And then of course, stability. So well-developed glutes help stabilize the pelvis and hips, providing a really solid foundation for various athletic movements and reducing the risk of injury. This is super important too for pregnancy because, you know, having a weak pelvic floor is something that's, um, found a lot of times in pregnancy. And so if you're not focusing on strengthening your glutes, your quads, your hamstrings, um, that is going to probably exacerbate the, um, overuse of your pelvic floor. And, you know, it's going to lead to, you know, things like not being able to hold your pee in when you're mm -hmm. laughing or squatting. Mm -hmm. Right. So those are some symptoms when you're pregnant. If you have a weak pelvic floor, the pelvic floor is obviously connected to other muscle groups on your body. Uh, and so, um, other muscle groups, like I mentioned, like quads, hamstrings, lower back lats, all of these things are interconnected. And so if you focus on just overall building a strong body, you're going to have a stronger pregnancy overall, like physically. Yep. Absolutely. Um, nutrition though is mm -hmm. going to be <laughs> the main, the big, yeah, the big <laughs> factor here. Drum roll thing. We both yeah. pause because we're like, here, <laughs> we go. here we go. Okay, ladies, I need you to listen up. Yeah, listen like, up, ladies, okay? Turn up the volume here and really, I need you to pay attention. You know what? I think <laughs> women still don't get this. Like, no matter how many times we say this, it's like, they have, it's, anyway, they, they, they have to hear it again and again. <laughs> All right, you want to grow your muscles. Maybe I can, here, let me try this. We're pregnant, right? We're trying to grow a human. What mm. would you recommend we do? Like for a pregnant woman when it comes to nutrition, you'd probably tell your pregnant friend, you need to eat a little bit more, 
You need to get really good rest, make sure your meals are balanced, okay? <laughs> you have a child that is growing. <laughs> what do you tell your kids? You need to eat, you need to eat to grow, you mm -hmm. need to get plenty of rest, <laughs> and you need to eat balanced protein, you need your carbs, your veggies. Now, why is it when women wanna grow muscle, they're like, work out more and eat less. <laughs> <laughs> just train more, train harder, and then just like starvation calories. Like you go, yes. oh my God, if you wanna grow your muscles. Can you, you tell this is one of our pet peeves? Can you tell oh this God. is one of our pet peeves? <laughs> it's like trying to get women, it's like they will they will do whatever you want them to do in the gym. Like kill yep. me at the gym. Tell me, to, tell me to do, you know, lift some weights. Okay, I got it. But when it comes to eating above their maintenance, it's like, they lose their shit. The house is on fire. Well, here's the thing too. Like what a lot of women don't really realize is uh, when you are lifting weights in the gym, you're putting your body through like a process called you're, you're in a catabolic state. You're breaking muscle tissue down. Okay. Uh, you're not, that's not the building state. Like that's not the building state. You're breaking muscle tissue down. The building state is the recovery process. That's when the building actually happens with nutrition and with recovery. And so if you're not properly eating enough, if you're not fueling your body with the right nutrients, if you're not resting enough, you ain't building shit. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're literally digging yourself in a deeper hole. You're, you're continuing to go in a catabolic state all, all day long. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's something to keep in mind too. I think a lot of women assume like work harder equal mm -hmm. or like working more or working harder in the gym will lead to better outcomes. When in fact, if you're not hitting all the check boxes, uh, most likely nothing is happening. You're a hamster so, on a wheel. Yeah. You're a hamster on a wheel. You're a hamster so, on a wheel, man. Yeah. So, um, I think we say bulk that scares people. Like, I don't want to yeah. be a man. I'm like, okay, 10 <laughs> to 20%, you guys, 10 to 20% above your calorie maintenance. I think that sounds like a lot. So say you're eating let's do 1800 calories, right? Mm -hmm. That's like 180 calories more. That's like maybe yes. a yogurt parfait with some, you know, berries, granola, more. Granola more. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, so I think when they, they think bowl, it's like, okay, that means McDonald's and we yeah. got to eat like these giant bowls of like food. No, a 10 to 20% uh, above your maintenance, if you're on 1800 calories is like 180 calories. And same with pregnancy. Yeah. Usually again, people are like, I'm eating for two. Not quite like, yeah. yes, you're eating over maintenance, but not that much over maintenance. Yeah. Actually back when we started back in 2012, we were, when we were bulking, we were bulking, we were doing <laughs> like the, the, dirty we wanted bulk. to get, yeah, the dirty bulk. We see, we were never really, I mean, at that point, I think like we understood like where we were trying to go. Uh -huh. And so for me, I was like, hell, I want to, I want to, I want to look big. <laughs> I want a big, <laughs> I want a big back. I want big legs. I want big shoulders. So I had no problem eating cookies and big old bowls of like, whatever. Like I was like, Oh, this is good. Go straight to my muscles. That was on what was on Instagram. It was like yeah. dirty bulk and like eat more to, yeah, that, that's also what we are around to. And, yeah. and, but you guys, when you dirty bulk like that, it's not fun taking it off either. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> that weight got to come fun. off. Yeah. <laughs> the extra fat, I mean. Yeah, you definitely don't have to do that. And uh, really just like Alyssa said, just right above your maintenance, you're going to gain some weight. You're going to, you know, your clothes are going to feel a little tighter, but you don't have to gain so much fat to where by the time it's time to cut, 
you have a lot of fat, fat to lose. <laughs> so we fun. don't want to do that. Yeah, that's not funny. Yeah. You want to aim to gain 0.25 to 0.5% of your body weight per week. So that would be like 0.35 to 0.7 pounds on a 140 pound athlete, right? Mm. It's not much. <laughs> yeah. Slow, slow. Um, you want to aim again, 0.8 to one gram of protein per pound. Um, and so if, again, if you're not eating enough, then you're never going to build any noticeable muscle, simple as that, right? Yes. And I also so, want to emphasize that this isn't going to happen in 12 weeks. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to. You. Yes. You, this ain't going to happen in 12 weeks. Uh, you need to spend, I would say, a majority of your year if you really want to see some significant changes. And again, genetics have a big, mm-hmm. uh, play a big role in this because Denise and Alyssa and I were talking about this the other day uh, because they obviously want we all do. We all want to build muscle this next year, but because I do have some genetic advantages when it comes to the rate of building muscle and, um, just like aesthetics when it comes to that, I'm not going to have to sit in a bulking phase as long as Alyssa Mm -hmm. and Denise have to, uh, because they have a leaner figure. It takes them a lot longer to not mm-hmm. only build it, but it t- it's a lot harder for them to maintain it. Maintain it. Uh, mm-hmm. it, t- it. Yeah, they have to work a little bit harder for that. Now, for me, on the flip side, like they eat 100 calories less in their day and they lose fat like the next day. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like they have abs the next day on the day one of their cut. It's so annoying. <laughs> and for me, it's a lot harder and takes a lot more work for me to mm-hmm. lose body fat over time. And so that is like the the name of the game when it comes to genetics. I mean, some people have some advantages in other areas and that's just is what it is. And so just embrace what you have and not complain so much about, you know, this girl has this and my friend does mm-hmm. this. It's like, okay, well, that's not you. And you kind of just have to make what you have work. Okay. Yeah. It is what it is. Just yeah. deal with it. And, and it, yeah. even when it comes to genetics with glutes, like mm-hmm. some people have wider hip bones, some people um, may have a more pronounced lumbar curve. So mm-hmm. if, depending where you know your heritage or your genetics there some people are just predispositioned to have a more you know peachier looking butt or pear shaped body Mm -hmm. um so you just got to work with your genetics but doesn't mean you can't grow beautiful glutes for you yeah (laughs) right there's yeah ask denise ask denise mm -hmm. that girl has grown a butt and yes it was was pretty flat before i mean she has pictures now she has a cute little cheeky butt it's so Um, cute i love it (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so let's talk best glute exercises and i know people are like we just tell tell us what to do what do i do in the gym so i mean i'm putting this in quotations if you're listening like the best glute exercises for one person like shantae might not be the best for another person like me. Mm-hmm. Like maybe Shantae loves squats and deads. And maybe for me, it's like, I love Bul- Bulgarian split squats. They feel better on my body than like getting under the bar for a squat. Mm-hmm. So if a particular injure exercise always injures you, maybe you don't do that one. Um, so anatomy plays a big role on how you can tolerate different exercises. Everyone's hips are designed differently. Like we said earlier, depending on like squatting heavy versus um, deadlifting heavy, maybe you're going to prefer one or the other. And so what I'm going to go through our favorite top 10, nine, I think I have down, um, glute, um, glute focused lifts. Um, and just keep in mind this list, we chose 
depending on how the exercise exposes the glute to a deep stretch. Again, we want to lengthen those muscle fibers Mm -hmm. to improve that range of motion. Um, And we want to make sure when we do choose a glute focused exercise that you can easily bias the glutes, meaning the exercise can be modified to target the glutes specifically. Um, For example, like we were talking about the squat earlier, it's glutes, but it's also hamstring and quad. Mm-hmm. Um, so number one on our list, definitely my favorite is the RDL, the Romanian deadlift. You're going to get a really deep stretch. Think about it as you're, um, it, um, bringing your hips back toward, like if you're hinging forward, right? If hinge was the word I was looking for, you're getting a really good stretch. Um, and it doesn't really acquire special equipment, which is a plus. Um, yeah. and the foot elevated Split squat. This is my favorite. I've been doing Bulgarian. Bulgarian. This is your favorite. You like this one? Oh, it it it's like a it's a love hate. Love hate. Yeah. Oh, it it hurts so bad. And Brian has me doing these motherfuckers to failure. (laughs) And like, I can't wait. Oh gosh, like he the programming with his Bulgarian split. Like I every time I see him in my program, I want to cry. But I I actually love it. It's like a torture thing. Alyssa has a kink with uh, Bulgarian yeah. <laughs> oh, And you know what the thing about a Bulgarian split squat is, if, if you're not sure what this is, um, it's almost, it looks like a lunge, but your foot is, the back foot's elevated. He has me programmed with front foot elevated as well. Uh, so it's a, it is, it's a, it's like squatting on one leg. Like if you think about it, you're really just squatting and focusing on that front leg. And the thing about this exercise is, once you do one side, you're like, shit, I have to do the other one. <laughs> yeah. And it hurts the other leg too, because yes! you're still putting pressure on it from <laughs> it being elevated. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're still creating tension in both of those legs. And oh it's my torture. God. It's torture. It is torture, but I do, I do love a Bulgarian. So those were, we would rate top two for mm-hmm. growing your glute. The tip though, for the Bulgarian split squat is you have to lean forward. If you lean forward um, and really sit into that hip and making sure that you're really pushing through that front foot hip um, or heel, sorry, you're really going to isolate the glutes a little bit more than if you were more upright and going straight up and down uh, with your knee a little bit more angled over your foot. That's going to hit more quad. Yes. Those, yeah. So any yes. other thoughts on those? <laughs> no, move on? those are great. I love Romanian deadlifts as well. I love mm-hmm. doing the barbell Romanian deadlifts. The only thing with that is you do, if you're using a barbell, you do need pretty um, sturdy grip. Mm-hmm. And so if you struggle with grip, gripping the barbell, your best bet is to probably just start with dumbbells so you can build that grip strength. Because I know if I, my um, weight is, limited because Mm -hmm. of my grip strength. So, um, yeah, that's just something to keep in mind. But other than that, yeah, I mean, Romanian deadlifts are great Mm. for that glute ham tie. Yeah. But build, well, I would say to build up as much as you can, like try to get Mm. the heaviest weight you can and then use straps, baby. Right. You guys are listening, go get those straps that you can use to help with, uh, picking up heavier loads. Yeah. We should actually probably teach our clients how to use those straps because they can get a little tricky sometimes. So. Oh yeah. Even just one uh, one of my clients, (laughs) sorry, I almost said her name. She was just telling, she's like, I have them. Like I, I've YouTubed it. It it takes practice. It does take practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It takes a lot of practice and just trying it and and incorporating it over and over. But once Mm -hmm. you get it, you get it. Yeah. 
Um, mm-hmm. Cool. So some other glute exercises, the next two, we have step ups and glute bridges. So uh, one of the pros to step ups is that it does give you that deep stretch. So significant tension in that stretch position that we've been talking about. Um, it doesn't require a whole lot of special equipment equipment. Most people can get more depth with a single leg movement and it works, um, some of the glute medius. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically, I mean, it's like the opposite direction of the, um, of the, uh, elevated split. (laughs) You're just stepping Mm -hmm. up into the box. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then as you are coming down, you definitely want to make sure that you're not coming down too fast and really focusing on that tempo as you're coming down. Um, and then you could feel it on, you know, your glutes going up and Mm -hmm. coming down as well. Really saying controlled. Yeah. That controlled movement. Mm -hmm. Um, some of the cons for this or one con for this is it's hard to load really heavy. Um, so again, that's just going to have to do with how much weight you could actually grip with the dumbbell. Um, but yeah, those ones aren't really my favorite. I kind of find those a little bit boring. So I don't have, I don't do a whole lot of those. Actually, you know what? I've been doing a lot of those now, but my pregnancy <laughs> exercises have been so boring. I cannot wait to not be pregnant. I'm like, I can't wait till this is over so I can get under like some real weight because let me tell you, getting my ass inside the, the garage gym has been a total drag. Wah, but wah. I know. Wah, wah. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, glute bridges are probably, uh, one of the more popular ones. Um, the pros to this is it isolates glutes better than probably any other exercise. Um, and then it's easy to make glutes the limiter. Mm -hmm. Uh, so you're really isolating the top of the glutes here. Um, the only con to this is that it overloads the short position. So there's no significant tension in that stretch position. Um, so it's going to be really important that if you're going to prioritize glute bridges, that you're still incorporating other exercises that focuses on that long stretch position. So you can target Mm -hmm. as many areas of the glutes as possible. Um, but glute bridges, I mean, they're great. Uh, we, um, I've, typically use the barbell and that you can really, I mean, build a lot, a lot of strength Mm -hmm. with that. Um, I think my max was almost around 400. Wow. So we'll see if I can get back there. (laughs) You'll get back there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes. So the leg press, um, I actually have that programmed and I haven't done that in a while. What I love about the leg program, sorry, the leg <laughs> press is you can control it to be more glute dominant by your foot positioning. So lower foot positioning placement is going to be more quads. Whereas if you put it place it higher, um, it's going to target glutes. What's nice about the leg press is that it's really stable, right? Mm. You're not loading your spine. Think of a squat, right? There's so many factors with uh, stability. You're loading something on your back, right? It it can be tricky for a newbie lifter, whereas a leg press is fairly safe and easy um, to get into. Um, It's just stable overall. And you're getting that deep stretch that we keep talking about, right? Mm -hmm. and of course, there is going to be some quad dominant, um, you know, it, it can be quad dominant. Again, if you want it to be more focused on the glutes, high placement on the pad. Yes. And then um, 
the reverse walking or walking lunges. So reverse lunges, walking lunges. Um, here again, you're getting that deep stretch um, for your glutes. Uh, I, the issue with this, which I have a lot of clients that do struggle with the lunge, is stability, right? Um, mm. You can be very wobbly at the bottom. And so you can do, if you if you are a newbie, um, holding a wall, right, to get some stability. So um, the reverse lunge is a little bit easier than a walking lunge or a forward lunge. So keep that in mind. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm just going to quickly go over some last minute exercises here because we got to move on to our question of the day. Mm -hmm. um, but we have, I think Alyssa mentioned this earlier, the barbell squats, obviously squats um, definitely target um, quads, but they also target glutes as well. Um, and then we have the 40 degree hip extension. Um, and I mean, yeah, this doesn't have any quad involvement, so you can really get some good activation on your glutes. Um, but it could definitely be a little tricky. Uh, if you're new to this, newer lifters sometimes use their lower back mm -hmm. to do this. And so you can definitely, I wouldn't say like injure yourself, but strain your lower back if mm -hmm. you're not, if you don't use your mind muscle connection to target your glute area in this specific exercise. Um, and then we have the cable kickbacks. This is actually one of my favorites. Um, it directly loads the glute medius and max fibers. Um, it is a challenging technique because you can't really load too heavy, which is fine because you don't, like I mentioned before, you don't need heavy weight to get a good stimulation in those muscle cells. But um, form does play a huge factor in this. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people just kind of go through the motions with this. So you have to, I mean, there's different kinds of glute, uh, cable, uh, kickbacks that you could do that targets different areas of the glutes, but you want to make sure that you're doing it at a weight that's obviously, you know, manageable for your strength and you're really slowing down your tempo, tempo and squeezing at the top. Uh, and so you can get a really great glute exercise with those cables. Some of my favorite exercises. Oh, yeah. I hope you enjoyed our list of nine yeah. exercises <laughs> to grow <Yes>. your glutes. <laughs> grow your glutes, baby. Okay, so to wrap up, we are doing our question of the day. If you are new here and, or maybe if you forgot, uh, we have a type form in show notes where you can submit questions and ask us anything that has to do with nutrition, strength training, fat loss, building muscle, or just anything about us and lifestyle and you know wanting to get to know us. So we have a question here that we're going to answer uh, from an anonymous listener. Uh, so yeah, you can submit these questions and not, you know, share your name, which is fine. Uh, anyways, question is, I noticed that everyone has various acronyms after their name. Could you break down what these acronyms stand for? And are these your qualifications? I know you all have various certifications as an outsider. I have no idea what these mean. <laughs> and it's so funny that we got this question this week because just literally two days ago when I was revising our website and revising my bio, I was like, you know what? People probably don't know what these, <laughs> what these letters mean. I should probably put a bullet point under them. <laughs> you know, so I actually did that. And then I read this question and I was like, oh, perfect timing. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know what these acronyms me neither. So yeah, so um, I'm probably, yeah, Alyssa and Denise are going to have to update that, but I, I did update for myself on the website. Uh, yeah, so I'll start with myself. Um, uh, 
I'm a, I have my master's degree in behavior science. The BCBA behind my name stands for Board Certified Behavior Analyst. And this is just a fancy way to say an expert in behavior change. And what else do I have? Uh, PN1 stands for uh, Certified Nutritionist through Precision Nutrition, their level one certification. And um, HMCC stands for Healthy Mindset Coaching Certification. So I am a certified mindset coach as well. And uh, FNMS stands for Functional Nutrition uh, Metabolism School. So I have some certifications in hormones, metabolism, which, you know, I think uh, we do need to get into that at some point. We'll make an episode on when it comes to like different forms of like different kinds of hormones. And I know hormones are really popular within like the health and fitness circle and topics of conversation. So we'll definitely do some episodes um, talking about hormones and how metabolism actually works and all of that fun stuff. Uh, but those are mine certifications and uh, I'll have D- uh, Alyssa uh, share. <laughs> sure. So I'll just add on. Um, so the other certifications you'll see is SSR, which is sleep, stress, and recovery. So yes, we are certified in helping our clients deal with sleep, stress, recovery. CPT, we both Denise and I are certified personal trainers uh, through NASM, the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Um, group, I'm an ACE group fitness instructor as well. So I am certified to teach group fitness classes. And then we are also, technically it's not a certification, but we have worked one-on-one with an acceptance and commitment therapy, um, coach. And so we do focus and emphasize our mindset with ACT, which is mm-hmm. acceptance and commitment therapy. Yep. Well, it's a mouthful. We do. We are I very, <laughs> very <laughs> certified. <laughs> yeah. So I love that question. And thank you for pointing that out because I just realized that the other day that, you know, we should probably add some descriptions to those letters since, you know, for some people it could be confusing. So yes, thank you so much. Uh, but that is a wrap for today. Thank you. Be real with us listeners for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you.